Podcast. I am one of the few people who think the Patriots are actually going to be really good this year. Let's go! Oh, God. It's me. It's Kevin Wilder. Shocker! Surprise! All right, welcome in to the latest R Bill Simmons podcast. And we've got a treat for you today. We're bringing the OGs back. We're bringing back the three man weave, the evolutionary Steiny Mo and Rick Buecher on the R Bill Simmons podcast. And for those of you guys who have been with this pod forever, you'll know these guys were on the first few episodes. And I haven't had them back. I think the last pod we did was late October. So always like to bring these guys back every couple months talking about current Bill Simmons events, sports media, Spotify, Rosillo, the subreddit, just so much to get into. So really pumped to have these guys here. We got Pop and we got Bob Weir. What's going on? What's up? Howdy. So do you guys remember uh, what we talked what, – what were the big uh, topics we talked last time? I have, I have it up if you don't. No, but just, just let us know. <laughs> so we got episode 43. So we're now on, I think, late 60s. This is 67 or 68. I forget exactly. We got episode 43, late October. Uh, State of the Guest Pod has Rosillo market-corrected Bill – why is Bill going on a media tour and highlights from those pods and reviewing Bill's 2023 NFL picks? So I think has Rosillo market corrected Bill, we kicked off a pretty good conversation with that pod because I've had on a lot more guests who have been thinking that. And so what's going to get really interesting now is we didn't get it this week, but we're going to start having Rosillo on the Sunday NBA pod. So I think we got to start there, but actually, before we do that, how have you guys been doing this week? Because there's no BS pod. Apparently, it's a Spotify wellness week, but I don't know. I'm on Bill Simmons' Twitter, and I'm on the subreddit, as you guys are, and there's not a lot of wellness out there because people are craving BS. They can't <laughs> have it, and, and people are losing it. So what have you guys been doing when uh, you can't listen to Bill this week? Well, thank cool. God for the subreddit because I thought I was going deaf for a bit there until I found out that it was just Wellness Week. Uh, uh, I've I've been you know listening. The Travelog was an amazing podcast. I have to oh. say, I don't know. Did you listen to it, Pop? No, I did. Is this the New Zealand one? Yes. No, I think I only listened to his first one. I haven't listened to his last couple. I I think this is. I don't know if this is, this is my favorite, but it's. It's either this one or the uh, the Spain one are my favorite ones. Uh, this one's really fucking good. Yeah, I think I listened to Iceland. Iceland was good. That was yeah, I enjoyed that one too. Um, France was the one that I was like, eh, you know, I oh, okay. I, I never had a strong desire to visit France, and uh, Rosillo did not change that for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got some Rosillo pod. Anything else? Uh, um. Yeah, I've. 
been so bored. I actually listened to our Bill Simmons podcast today. Wow. No, yes, look at that. <laughs> no, no, but in all seriousness, like I try to listen to your podcast. I haven't for a while, but I listened to it today because like it was because, you know, I'm a creature of habit. I have like so I've been listening to podcasts like religiously for at least 15 years. So I have such a heavy, like, you know, stable. So it's hard to sneak in new people sometimes. But I gave your podcast to listen or this podcast to listen today. And your most recent one was very good. That kid from NYU was very knowledgeable. He sounded way smarter than his age. Dude, I, I learned so I'm so pumped to, to yeah. hear you say that. Um, I shared the feedback with him. And yeah, I learned so much from that guy. And I think, you know, he he's out there looking for a job. I mean, yeah. dude, the ringer could use somebody like that. Cause I'm Absolutely. sitting here going, like all these strategies that he's talking about, that, yeah. like, that would be amazing for the ringer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I literally work in marketing and I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> this guy could take my job if he wanted. I feel like I so I listened to the previous one that he had been on and I listened to the first half of the most recent one. Um I feel like it was interesting hearing him like pull back the curtain on just like TikTok, right? Because I've always wondered kind of what goes into those videos. They always seem so, you know, like the, he mentioned something about cutting out the breathing. I was like, oh, that's why those videos are like that. That's why it sounds every TikToker sounds like they, you know, have lungs made of steel. I was like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, I noticed that with the Kelsey clips. Whenever one word ends, immediately the next one begins, and it makes so much sense because there, there's something about it that grabs you. In in addition to everything else they're doing on those videos. Can I tell you a little bit of something of what that's doing to the youth of America today? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, and give context for your perspective on it. Yeah, I have a nine-year-old who is obsessed with watching YouTube videos, which I cannot stand. It drives me crazy because I'm old. And, you know, because those videos of people playing video games, they just fill the airspace with wall-to-wall words. So when he plays video game, when he plays Fortnite with his friends and he has his headset on, it is just wall to wall words. He is just talking nonstop for like hours, just nothing, saying nothing, just because he's so conditioned to think, well, you're just supposed to fill like all the airspace with just words, 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 words. It's like insane. Man, the, the Zoomers, it's a different, it's a different, <laughs> it's, different. Culture. it's a different culture. Although, no, they don't, they don't actually like that term, which is fair because I don't, well, I'm a millennial and I don't like people calling me millennials. So we, we can call them something else besides Zoomers, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting just hearing how they consume media. Cause I, cause at least when I, when I grew up, I'm like, I'm early thirties. I had, I still. I, I, I grew up as the internet grew up, which I, f I feel like I like. I mean, obviously, I'm conditioned to say that because you're going to be thinking back positively when you grew up. But at least I grew up as the internet was growing up. These, these people, especially someone nine years old, they are young when the internet has reached maturity. Mm -hmm. And even with TikTok, I mean, even TikTok, this is, I'm not going to say late stage internet, but this is extreme internet compared to what we were used to 15 years ago. Yeah, this is like almost like the postmodern version of the internet right now. Like there's like the backlash is in full force right now. Like it wasn't 10 years ago or even five years ago, I don't think. Like we're starting to like all those studies are coming out about how, you know, how less people socialize. And even the anecdote the NYU guy said about how in class everyone just sits there not saying a word. Like we're more connected than we've ever been, but further apart than we've ever been. 
Well, let me tell y'all, I mean, I know you guys realize this, but for your listeners sake, I, I work on a college campus and I tell you right now, like walking across a college campus on any given day, people aren't having conversations ever. It is mm. everyone is looking at their phone, walking across campus. We can talk about the social aspects of it, but the physical like problems of that alone, like you literally see people like walk into skateboarders and like bikers yeah. and stuff like that quite frequently. It's uh yeah, it's it's this the concept of the internet just in general is like I, I don't even know what even constitutes the internet anymore. There's just I don't know. It's it's crazy. We're all we're all very connected, but we also the more connected we get, it seems that we would get also less connected. Well, we're I mean, we're part of this. I mean, we're having conversations with strangers all day, every day. Yeah. Like oh, how absolutely. healthy is that? No, I, you know, I know we're not talking about this yet, but eventually I think we are maybe going to touch on Derek Thompson's uh, future of everything pod with Bill, but yeah. Let's get into of, it now. I'm good to, yeah, let's rock and roll on it now. Yeah. I mean, there's that whole section where they're talking about technology and, you know, these VR headsets and the oh way God. that we starting to exist in our own little worlds. I was just like the entire time I'm thinking like, it was like that, that meme of like the monkey puppet looking at itself. I'm like, wait, what? Like that's that sounds like me. Like, that sounds like what, you know, I'm starting to do, you know, in my life where a lot of my connections are people that I know, like via the internet, or, you know, even if it's like a group chat with old friends, you know, that's still not super tangible, right? Like that's, those are former relationships, still current relationships, but you know, it's, it's a relationship that is now fostered through a piece of technology. Yeah. Do you guys have one friend in real life that you could talk about Bill Simmons with? This is, I just realized that I said that question, how pathetic that sounded, but I'm just talking about like your, you know, stuff we talk about on the internet. Like, is there anyone in your life that you know, really like that you could talk to about that? Like face to face? I don't. Yes, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, like it, it, that's what, that's what the internet is. It's just this, you go to these safe places where I hate using that term too, damn it, where you realize everyone here wants to talk about what you want to talk about and you don't have that in real life. Right. Like most of the people, most of your friends don't want to talk about what you want to talk about all the time. You don't have the same interests. You're just friends for whatever reason. But the internet, like, sy like siphoned us or siloed us off of these little spaces where, you know, we could meet with all, like, it's unlimited how many people we could talk to about all these things. Well, and that's why the sub, I think, is so popular because people, exactly. they use it as a grounds for, any big sports discussion mm -hmm. hey i know that there is 2000 like-minded bill simmons fans probably in a similar age group as me that i can talk to you about this stuff but yeah the group chat thing i agree with that because i because some days like i'm in multiple group chats with different friend groups from various times in my life right and and i'm having these chats but yeah it's it's very much just the text-based and you can be in these extended conversations even without seeing these people for months on end. So it like in one sense, I'm in contact with these people sometimes very significantly, like, right. Like in a certain friend group chat, if there's a topic of interest, we'll be hitting on that throughout the day. And that's a great, you know, I'll take a taking a break from work, for example. But on the other hand, I'm seeing them less and less. Part of that is just getting older Part of it could be the culture, and it that dovetails perfectly into what Derek Thompson has been talking about, which is that people aren't actually hanging out that much anymore, even if they are friends. Here, can I ask you guys both something really quick? So, Tribe, you're early 30s. 
Yep. Bob, how old are you? Oh, uh, 30, early 30s. Yeah. Okay. Like, what's the, I don't even know if you guys know the answer to this. Like, what's the bar scene like nowadays? <sighs> I, I'm not necessarily the person to ask that question. Okay. Um, yeah. And it probably, it depends on, it depends on what you're going for, right? Are you going there to watch a game? Are you going no. there? No. Attempt to pick I, up chicks. You yes, know? yes, that one. Yeah, like going like you like Saturday night, like you pre-party, you t take a cab. Or see, I'm old. I say take a cab. You take an Uber with a bunch of your friends, and you know, you're out till like two a.m. You go to like Denny's after. Like, what is that still happening? I mean, see, yeah, I mean, in the area that I'm in, there's certain bars that are known for that, but it's probably yeah i mean there's there's certain ones that are known for that i think i think it is still happening yeah i mean our bars still packed like elbow to elbow like takes like 20 minutes to get a drink like that is that kind of thing still happening <laughs> i feel so stupid asking but you know i i feel like i don't know maybe not to the extent that it used to i i definitely think it's still happening it didn't just stop existing but i wonder if the number of places that that is happening at has dwindled if that makes yeah because i because i know for a fact and i don't know if this has something to do with covid or just at something else but you know where i went to college like we had a whole bar like crawl area like like five or six bars and like since i graduated just recently like two or three of them shut down interesting yeah i'm just i'm just curious because i'm just so out of that world now when i was once like all about it <laughs> and i'm like does that even exist anymore now is I that did, maybe I, like a are they are they cracking down on fake IDs or, or something? I have yeah. I have no idea. I'm so far removed. I just read some stuff online about it. I don't know. I didn't hear it from anybody. But well, but I, on I, that point, I have heard that um I've seen well not heard I've seen the data that young kids are drinking less, having mm -hmm. less sex. They're not driving as much. Yeah. So this is a, a legitimate situation at hand here. Yeah, like my son, my oldest just turned sixteen, and he doesn't even have his—he hasn't even taken driver's ed yet. Oh, this, oh, oh. So, yeah. So, what's the what's the reason for that? Um, he just well, we, me and my wife told him, was like, okay, like you could do this, but you have to be proactive about it and get it going. Like you have to get the ball start rolling, and he hasn't done. He's done a little bit, but not yet. I mean, I got my license like on my sixteenth birthday. Same. <laughs> and was driving to school the next day. Same. Well, yeah. and I think that part of that is kind of going back to what we're talking about is, you know, if I wanted to hang out with friends, I had to go drive somewhere to go hang out with them for the most part. Um, I mean, obviously, there was some things like AIM. I know I used to use that back when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. But nowadays, like, if I want to, you know, go hang out with my friends and do something besides just talk, okay, well, just, as you said earlier, I can just hop on Fortnite and throw on the headset and we can have a conversation and we actually be, can be doing something together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that's a big part of that reason. And that's obviously I'm giving like a very kind of male dominant answer, like giving yeah, right. one, but you know, there's like watch parties and a lot of your streaming apps now. And like, it's, I think it's, yeah. I, no, I think Bob, that there's just I, so many other mediums for people to hang quote unquote, hang out at now. True. Pop, can I ask, is he taking Ubers more? Cause that was something no, that he's growing up. He's never taken an Uber. He's never taken Ubers. Okay. No, no. Like he, yeah, he's not, he's not like Ben, he's literally the same age as Ben Simmons, but he's not taking Ubers. He's not doing DoorDash. He's, you know. <laughs> oh, speaking of the kids thing, I, I, I always find it funny. I feel like, cause Bill Simmons, right? We've got, we know this guy is overreactionary. I feel like throughout the NFL season, this guy was such an overreactionary parent. Like one of the things 
Remember he was mad because he felt like Zoe came home Thanksgiving break from college but oh, never yeah. saw him? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, dude, like Bill Simmons, you need to be putting yourself in the shoes of an 18-year-old Bill Simmons fresh out of college, no. freshman year, comes home for break. I mean, come on, man. The, the parents are not the first thing you're looking to do all the time. But you also have to remember, like, Bill's kids are cool, and I, I don't think he was. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed, but kind of as the that as he started to share more of those anecdotes throughout Parent Corner, it kind of sounded like um, like Sal's wife kind of took on the Bill mindset a little bit more in their relationship, where Bill's talking about, oh, they never want Zoe doesn't want to hang out with me, et cetera, et cetera, and yeah. then Sal's talking about how his wife is complaining about. You know, their son is going out and doing all these different things. And Sal's like, all right, come on. Like, you know what it was like being that age. So I, I'm i curious if Carrie is the Sal in their relationship where she's, you know, reminding yeah, Bill, like, you know, she is a, she is a 19-year-old. Like, keep that in mind. I, I think Bill I think Bill gets it. I think he's just complaining and just venting. I, he gets it. I, I really think he does. He did. He did make one offhanded comment on that future of everything pod with Derek Thompson, where they were listing out all of the people that you used to hang out with, and Bill made made a point to like interject and be like, "Oh, and people don't forget, people used to hang out with their parents too." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, I think he actually does seem perturbed. I remember that. Really? Comment. Okay. I I actually, you know, I kind of I think it's something in the middle where he, I think he is probably somewhat perturbed as any, you know, parent probably would be if they're, you know, yes. the love of their life, their offspring, like stop yeah. hanging out with them. I, I feel like, you know, I feel like it's warranted for him to feel the way he feels. But. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's both. You, you do feel, you know, it does hurt your feelings, but at the same time you completely get it. Yeah. It's hard. Kids are hard. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we see – so technology is leading to a lot of this stuff. And then yeah. basically the other thing that there – Thompson, what did you guys think about him talking about Ozempic? Oh, my God. That's – it's insane how much he's pushing it. He never yeah. once talks about all the crazy side effects and just how dangerous it's – like I've read up on it a little bit. It sounds so dangerous and reckless the way he talks about it. Well, did y'all listen to like the three or four part series on his podcast about it? I only listened to like one. So you please, I might be speaking out of turn. Well, I mean, he did have one entire episode that was basically one person coming on and giving the, you know, the other point of view on everything, like why okay. it might not be great. Now, he did kind of make a point at the beginning of the topic to say, yeah, I did have one episode where one person came on and, you know, had some negative things to say, but I'm not going to talk about that today. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So you, you're letting people know like that there is that content out there, but they've got a, you know, you couldn't have done a little bit of a plug for some of those negative side effects beyond. They did talk about the muscle wasting part, I think. Yes. I, yes. They talked about that on Bill's pod. Yeah. But I, but the guy who came on that his Derek's pod had a lot more to say than just that aspect. Okay. Um, there was some, like, I think some mental health aspects that uh, might not be great that he mentioned as well, if I remember correctly, but yeah, and I don't know all the science behind it, and I know this is cliche, but just the whole, like, there's no, like, free rides in nature, and, like, yes. the idea that you could take a pill that makes you lose weight like that, and there's no serious side effects, I don't know. I would not let my kids do that, or I would not encourage any of my friends or anyone in my life to take that if they ever asked my opinion. <laughs> well, and it's it was one of those things where, wasn't it, 
what was the Ozempic originally designed for? Because it wasn't diabetes. Yeah. I personally am always skeptical of those type of treatments that get repurposed, if you will. You know, like that was originally designed for something else. But, oh, actually, you know, it can work on this as well. I don't know. I That always makes me a little bit dubious. Well, t- anytime you're taking something not for your health but for vanity, that's just a bad idea. Because I don't – this is way more for vanity than it is for actual health, I think. Well, and then on the health point, the, I, I just loved how – Okay, so we're taking Ozempic now, but then it, it results in a ton of muscle loss. So here's another pill to help yeah. your muscles rebound. Oh. Okay, so what are we doing here now? We're taking one, we're taking another. That probably has side effects. So what are we doing now? Yeah, it's, it's almost like to go on this pill, it's like taking, I don't know if you all have ever had anyone in your life, unfortunately, who had cancer. But usually people who have cancer have a lot more treatments than just cancer treatments because yeah. the cancer medication – will, you know, eat at other parts of your body. So you've got to take another pill and it just creates this crazy cycle of medications where like everything is used or you're taking something to, you know, correct another issue that was created from a different medication and so on and so forth. Now, if like your life depends on it, like you're like one of those huge people on those like TLC shows, I'm 600 pounds or whatever, like, yeah, fine. Like your life depends on it. But I think most of these people take it are probably like 20 pounds overweight, like living in L.A., well, not to mention, it's not cheap, I think, right? Isn't oh, it really? extremely expensive? I and that's something sense. they just keep on brushing over, at least from what I understand. Everyone listening, there's probably a lot of listeners out there right now. Who well, you kind of read between the lines. Bill was talking, using his wife as an example, not that she's taking it, but a lot of people in L.A. And it's like, yeah, it's all <laughs> these like rich, older people that are like 10 to 15 pounds overweight. They're just like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. Let me just take this pill. Well, and having um, I've noticed both watching inside the NBA, Shaq and Barkley are both significantly lighter. And I think Barkley even admitted he did take something. I don't okay. know if Shaq did or not, but man, th- those guys both slim down. I don't whatever the equivalent of thirty pounds would be for a normal person. Like Shaq lost the equivalent of that <laughs> and looked slim for Shaq. I huh, I haven't really noticed that, but I also yeah. The next the next time you watch Inside the NBA or or Bob Weir, are you like what Derek said, a NBA fan who only listens to podcasts and doesn't watch the games? <laughs> um, no. Well, okay. I have a confession. <laughs> I watch the games, but I mute them and I listen to podcasts during the games. <laughs> Almost oh, always. Interesting. That's nice. That that's like the um the scholarly type of being an NBA fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was funny. I almost brought up last time we did our three man weave. You you know, we it was funny because like you have Pop here who I think Pop is just an all around basketball fan. And then Tribe, you seem like you don't really love the NBA, but you do like to follow kind of NBA media. And then I'm on the other end, like I like the NBA, but I don't follow the NBA media at all mm. beyond what Bill and Ryan talk about. So it's kind of an interesting, I, I don't know. It's, I definitely am losing out on a lot of insights by listening to something else while watching the game. Let's just say it's not, it's not the best way to watch a basketball game from a critical point of view, but you know, well, I, trying to constantly multitask. That's more. Yeah. We're all, that's what I was going to say. We're all multitasking all the time. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is you're divvying up the time with. I mean, I, I don't think we're giving our undivided attention to any one thing unless we're like, we're in the movie theater. No, and okay, going back to Derek's pod, I, I actually wrote that down as a comment. Um, that was actually one thing I thought Bill talked about 
on that pod that I was, I thought was super insightful talking about how everyone is like passive watching stuff nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be sports or TV or whatever. I was like, that's, that's super true for me. I, I can't remember the yes. last time I just like sat down to only watch a TV show. Ever. I can't, I like can't, like I always have to be oh. doing like a word game or a crossword puzzle or something. Yeah. At least. It's tough. Yeah. So on that point, Bob, so I, I actually think you're not missing out on much because I've talked about this before, but I feel like, and I think it's partly the current announcers, but I think it's also partly the fast pace of the NBA game. I'm not sure the announcers are actually teaching you much about the NBA. Whereas I feel like in football, in football, you you get a pretty good breakdown of what, what plays are going on. You have amazing replay, right? You get a replay after every play. You don't get that in basketball. You can go five uncontested minutes without a replay. And then in baseball, you got 20 seconds per pitch. So if you got a pitcher, they can analyze what pitches to throw, what the batter's looking for, a catcher, you know, you can do all that stuff. But I'm not sure you're actually learning that much from the basketball announcers, which is why a guy like J.J. Redick, I think, is trying to bring some of that. But even then, maybe you get 45 seconds here and there to talk about a specific strategy. It's a tougher game that lends itself to – to the color guy, I, so I think if if you enjoy watching basketball, you want a guy like Ian Eagle or Kevin Harlan, great play-by-play guy, Mark Breen, but you don't necessarily need that, which is why I think, yeah, if you want to listen to pods, man, I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, that's your point is well taken. That makes a lot of sense. I, I think the one, I guess the reason I say that is it becomes a lot easier to get distracted away from the game if I'm listening to something that's not the game while I'm watching it right I don't know if my wife walks in the room and starts talking to me about something like all of a sudden I'm talking with her and holy crap I didn't realize that I just missed 15 minutes of the game and you know three crazy plays happened and then meanwhile if instead I had the game turned on the the audio turned on you know I'm hearing that you know that play-by-play guy you know give his enthusiastic analysis of what's going on and that keeps you a little bit engaged, you know, using that extra sense, if you will. Now, in the spirit of potentially giving the ringer some ideas here, how would you like a simulcast where Rosillo is opining on the NBA game? Because he's all about his notes. I mean, wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't that be an opportunity? Watch NBA weekly and weeknight with Ryan Rosillo? I mean, come on. Yeah. If, if Ryan did something where he was like, yeah, uh, you know, Thursday night I am going to be giving a live, you know, color commentary on the Wizards-Hornets game. Hell yeah, I would watch that. Even though I don't give a shit about the Wizards or Hornets, I would absolutely watch that game and listen to that commentary for sure, without a doubt. I think they should try that. That could be interesting. Maybe he'd have to be with someone else, though. He can't just do it by himself, can he? I mean, he could. Bill and Ryan on a game a week. That'd be interesting because I know, like, for example, um, like Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue do that. They're two basketball uh, podcasters. They'll do that. But they also do it, like, through the NBA, too. Like, there's an option to watch them, like, on League Pass. But, Hmm. yeah, that'd be cool. Hell, I'd listen to one of Ryan and Saruti. Like, that would – I'd listen to that even – but yeah, that's a great idea, Tribe. I would 100% subscribe to that. I'm just giving these guys so many ideas. They should. I I, I need that sports media podcast at the Ringer. Okay, so let's let's talk Rosillo 
um, Rosillo and and Simmons. So they're about to do their Sunday pods. Now, are you guys both listening to these every week? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you're so you're massive fans here. Um, can we can we get a recap of where do we leave off last season for how how well those pods were going or not well? I to tell you honest, I can't even remember what we're. I, I mean, all I can remember is that there's a clear like good tension where they're kind of competing with each other in a good way, though in a productive way. I feel like kind of like an iron sharpens iron. But I'm just a I'm just a honk for Bill and Ryan talking basketball. Like it could be. 10 times worse than it was 10 years ago. It could be the same. I don't care. I, I love them together talking basketball. Agreed uh, on all accounts. Yeah. I, I just enjoy, you know, I, I think their relationship has, I don't know, maybe it's slightly strained over time. Um, but I also feel like whatever tension is in their relationship is also part of what makes it compelling. Exactly. That's what makes it good. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think Bill would agree with that, especially because he's like, he looks at everything as like, who won the seed? You know what I mean? Like, who won the podcast? You know, deep down, that's how he feels about <laughs> podcasts. You know it. He would never say it, but he definitely feels that. That's true. He he wants the best points out of any pod. Okay, now, Bob, because you listened to Rosillo on part of my take, how is his vibe on that pod compared to with Bill? So I would say that it is like similar vibes to the friend who – visits his like best friend growing up um, at the big state school while he actually <laughs> attends like the small liberal arts college. Um, <laughs> it, you know, where Rosillo is the, you know, small liberal arts college going to visit his friend, big cat or right? who are the other guys that are on PMT? I honestly don't know. I just listened to PFT pro football commenter. Okay. So yeah, th those guys being like the ones at the big state school, you know, I'm sh it sounds like Rosillo is going there and he's, while he's on the pod, it does sound like he's having an absolute blast, you know, and he's enjoying kind of being around their debauchery a little bit, but he also, I think part of the reason why he enjoys being around the debauchery is so that he can slightly turn up his nose at it. Like, <laughs> mm, like, and, and at the end of the day, you know, after three days of debauchery and partying, you know, that student at the small liberal arts college typically remembers like why they chose not to go to a party school in the first place. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of comment. Did you listen to this podcast today, Tribe, or the, the PMT? I listened to Rosillo on for like 30 minutes talking about the, the making his, making his uh, size different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. Well, there's like, I don't know, Big Cat shares anecdotes about taking mushrooms in Boulder, Colorado. And there's a lot of talk about hangovers. And it just, I feel like <laughs> it, it sounded like by the end of it, Rosillo was like a little bit exhausted. And it's one of those things where it's, it would be nice in small doses. Um, okay. So you're saying basically you, he could, maybe he goes on there once every two months, but if he's doing once a week, like Bill is, that's not going to work. Yeah, because I don't, he, it feels to me like when he's there, he's almost like a little bit on display, right? They love to point out his like weird Ryan quirks and, you know, he really plays them up a lot. Like, he, I don't know, at least I count at least three or four different times he mentioned about like how he should have a kid by now or something like that. <laughs> or he wanted kids and I don't know. I think, yeah, that's, that's funny and that's great to do from time to time. But if he had to do that every single week or if he had to, you know, be 
called out for owning three TVs on a boat um, like every week. I think that would get old. And I think one, I think he probably does enjoy not always being the center of attention that, you know, kind of letting Bill have his weird Bill quirks and he uh, can just talk basketball. Wait, is this with that big cat guy? This was today. Yeah. Or I, okay. I only I know him. Way. I only know him from Rosillo's pod. He's kind of obnoxious. Well, yeah, he also, he was the one that was responsible for all the beef on Life Advice yeah. two years yeah. ago or whenever that yes. was. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, he's he's kind of a ball buster. Yeah, and I just, I, I get the sense that Rosillo doesn't mind being a part of the shenanigans from time to time. But, you know, knowing how who he is as a person and how he does appreciate being somewhat buttoned up, like, I, I don't know, that would probably, I can imagine that would get, get exhausting fast. Just like, you know, that. That guy visiting his friend at the big state school would get tired of partying like that pretty fast. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, that makes sense. That that was beautifully put. Now, okay, so this is very interesting because this is giving us additional context here for Silo's next move. It sounds like from what you're saying, and I, I totally trust what you're saying, then maybe Barstool's is really not the move for Rosillo. Maybe it is out of the picture for him. Maybe, I mean, I don't live in the guy's head, but um, who knows? Maybe everything I'm saying is like I'm, I'm reading the vibes correctly, but maybe what I'm reading incorrectly is that he's averse to those vibes. But I don't know. I just, knowing what we know about him, and I've, you know, I'm not like someone who's been listening to Rusillo for 15 years now, but I have been listening to him consistently ever since he got to the ringer. Yeah, it, it just doesn't feel like the right environment for him, you know, and who he wants to be. He's so too old think, for it, huh? He's too old. Exactly. He's too old. And he's also, you know, he, yeah, he, he, he's someone who isn't wanting to talk about mushrooms and, you know, uh, you know, talk about eating edibles and being hung over on Pinot Grigio and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. It's how old are the guys on the, on that show? They're roughly, well, tribe, are they roughly our age? Do you think? I think they're a little bit older, maybe late thirties. Okay. Uh, okay. So they're not even forty. Yeah, and Rusello's like late forties. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big well, uh, difference. It, it is an age thing, and I also just I feel like a Rusello personality thing. You know, he's just not. He doesn't seem like he's a huge partier, and you know, not that everyone you have to party to work a bar stool, but I maybe. love that story on one of his latest podcasts. Was it Valentine's Day? He went to a Tool concert as the third wheel with a couple. Yeah. Is, that, is that the scenario? That was hilarious. Yeah. Like he didn't really expand on it too much, but just <laughs> Valentine's Day, tool concert, third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like tool's such a not a I don't know. I'm not a big music guy, but they're a specific kind of band, I'll say. Well, they scream Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> Wait, what do they do? I was just kidding. They they're they're like a metal band. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like they're I don't know. It's very intense male band. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So speaking of Barstool, we, we talked about it briefly before we officially hit record, but I posted a snippet of, of a recent podcast into the Barstool sub. And let me tell you, those guys were not happy with it. But I wanted to give an example of what I thought was funny. Was So were you guys aware that Barstool has these free talk threads. Do you know what those are? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically, if you go into Barstool, you could probably do it right now. Anybody listening, 
you go. It's like free talk Friday or free talk Saturday morning discussion. And basically a bunch of random people, you don't know these people, they're online. So they're like what we're doing now, but no audio. You're just writing to random people on the sub. This is, this is what Barstool is doing. Um, a lot of the sub people are doing. And they were shocked and appalled and hating on the concept of the R. Bill Simmons podcast. But <laughs> the same people that were like throwing some pretty serious insults at me well, in the thread that I posted, they went right back five seconds later, posted in the Free Talk Friday thread or whatever it was. So you're you're telling me that the same person who is socializing throughout the entire weekend with randos in a barstool subreddit is getting extremely mad at someone putting a 45 second clip of whether Titus is doing well at barstool or not in the subreddit. It was, it was just absolutely wild. And as we talked about before too, yeah, usually when you get the barstool guys in the bill Simmons subreddit, it's not a good combo. Do you think it was a lot of, those guys who might have been calling you out, some of the people that you know frequent both subreddits. I do. I think people were people are aware of this the pod in the Simmons subreddit. They don't want the streams to be crossed. So then when they see it pop up in Barstool, they're just insanely mad about it for whatever <laughs> reason. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what was were they like? What kind of stuff were they saying to you? I mean, pretty, pretty intense insults, uh, but, okay, but it, it's generally the, this is what I find so funny. And this is in, you, you get this from time to time in the Simmons subreddit where essentially people online are calling other people out for being online too much. Yeah. And that's it just is, like this weird subculture of the internet that never really yeah. is going to go away. Yeah. Tribe, I think Reddit in, in particular is a very hostile place for anyone trying to promote anything they do on their own, like a pod or a blog or anything like that. Now, why Not, do we think that is? I, I, I have a theory. Okay. I, I think it's anonymity. Like people are more willing to yes, that's a good point. be mean when they aren't going to have any as, as much of a chance of having personal repercussions in their life. Yeah, I think maybe people are uncomfortable with like the the earnestness of trying to create something on a site that's all about critiquing creators. I don't know. Yeah, it, you know, and I think I think there's a lot of truth to some people. You know, might have shit going on in their real lives, and then they go on Reddit, and then they just take out and they vent their frustrations on other yes. people. It's probably a lot yes. of that happening. Yeah, I mean, I, the way I talk to people on Reddit isn't the way I speak to people in real life. Same. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't even I don't even name call or anything like that. Like, some people have said awful things to me, and it's like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, Pop, I, I have been noticing you've, you've been posting some memes lately. I know. I have posted a few memes. I'm like the big meme hater. I posted a few memes, I know. <laughs> they, they've been getting some good traction. A few of them were okay. Yeah, a few of them got a little bit. <laughs> now you were so were you annoyed? You you posted a meme about how everybody rushes to criticize the BS pod immediately upon a dropping, right? Oh no, I did the it was the Chris Farley uh 
one with uh, Paul McCartney of the Chris Farley show. And Here, what was the I'm, yeah? I'm so this, at right now, you, you remember uh, the Chris Farley show on SNL, right? Dude, that was before my time. Okay, like he, like he, for example, he bring on Paul McCartney. He's like, hey, remember the time you, you sang um, "Liver Let Die"? Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. You know, and I, I just took that meme template. And I said, remember the time when Bill said something wrong on his pod, and I posted about it and got a bazillion upvotes. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, because it just feels like, for the most part, people are just nitpicking the most like mundane things and making a whole post about it. Like, remember when Bill like called Bradley Beal like Barry Beal? <laughs> you know, it's just like. <laughs> okay, so you so what you're saying is that you don't think people need to make new posts about stuff. I I mean, not only that, but it just feels like. Like, I don't know if people completely understand, like, the nature of speaking extemporaneously for, like, over an hour and have it be recorded. Like, if you did that to yourself, you'd have just as – you'd have more mistakes. You'd make more mistakes than Bill, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I absolutely would. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure we are We are right now. I know. I've already made, like, grammatical errors. And, and the second I said it, I was like, oh, that was not how I meant to say it. That's not right. I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's, it's a waste of space. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good point because yeah, because I'm sitting here saying people. So I guess where I, where I find it interesting is when I do the self promotion of my pods, people are very anti from the beginning and they don't listen to it, but they just call it out. So at least from what you're describing, at least people are listening. <laughs> To yeah, Bill's pod, that's true. Then, but then I guess the I guess the concept would be if it is Reddit Bill Simmons, the expectation is the way you contribute to the subreddit is if you do listen. So at least like some people are getting some no. credit for that. Yes. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I agree with you. I just I don't know. It just feels it feels cheap. Not that I'm like oh poor Bill. It's not that. It's just it's just like content farming or something or i don't know it's like upvote farming it just feels just so empty and like but isn't I don't know. life isn't life upvote farming these days if you're living <laughs> it life absolutely online, it is it absolutely <laughs> it absolutely is i know it's just i just feel like it's just lazy and like uninspired and not interesting that's all all right that's fair now let's do a little bill simmons subreddit current events here what did you guys think? Someone tweeted about this and I got some play, and I, I agreed with it. Basically, that the sub went wild on the fixes to the All Star game, which <laughs> I have to admit I'm okay with from the perspective of both Bill had his own fix and Bill Simmons historically would be the guy who mm -hmm. would want to fix this. So if it's a subreddit about Bill Simmons, let's welcome with open arms potential fixes to the game. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with it. I personally, I thought my, my favorite posts like that were the ones um, that were completely satirical. Someone made a post about the loser, the losing team in the All Star game has to get sacrificed. Pros and cons of that. I was like, oh my god, I love reading pros and cons lists of sacrificing humans. Like, I don't know. That was funny. Um, I. I have no problem with people proposing their fixes. I, in general, and I, 
in general, I just don't, people making posts on the subreddit just doesn't bother me. Um, you know, even if it's something that's already been posted about, it's, it's easy to ignore stuff on the internet. No, maybe, you're right. Maybe I'm the only one like that. Well, no, no but to your right point, I agree that to what you were saying earlier, I agree though. Like I understand that I, yeah, that upvote farming does seem very cheap and easy. Um, but yeah, someone making a post, you know, about suggesting the 18th fix to the all-star game. Okay. I'll probably ignore that. Just like I ignored the other 17 or well, clearly not the other 17. Cause I thought the sacrificing one was hilarious, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I, you know, people can suggest their fixes. I tend to be of the school of thought that I have never really had a strong desire to watch the all-star game anyways in the first place. Um, so, you know, if the game is getting worse, oh well, but yeah, that's, that's my thought. I don't know if y'all feel differently. Yeah, I'm fine with it because ultimately I, people get really annoyed about posts. It, it took you 0.25 seconds to look at the post. So move, yeah. move along with your life. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't be policing the sub like that. I'm just as bad. I'm a hypocrite. No, but but I mean, hey. No, no, I, 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 no, no, I'm not, I'm I'm not butthurt. I'm just self-evaluation. It's good. I, I thought about it months later. Now I'm looking at the top posts of the past month. This was eight days ago. The number t- number two post. I actually have the first post, which is a screenshot of Bill uh, tweeting. <laughs> so eight. So content farm or upvote farming for tribe here. So eight <laughs> days ago, um, what dog see is the the um, poster? You're all miserable as hell. He goes after reading the last few BS podcast comment threads. It's clear that may that this may may be the most miserable sub on Reddit. Bill is good. He just is. And then the meme is the the two guys in the train. One is looking out oh, at yes. the rock in the dark. One is looking out at beautiful mountains. And the guy that's sad looking at the darkness, average R Bill Simmons user, the one looking out in the mountains, non-Redditor BS podcast listeners. And th- yes. that's the second most liked uh, post of the past month. And it's beautiful because truthfully, um, it's a very good description of what's going on. Okay. I actually want to take what you just said and circle back to a question Pop asked at the very beginning of this podcast. So I do know one other person that I work with who listens to Bill's content. And yes, that meme that you just described, Tribe, absolutely hits the nail on the head. Because when I ever, the few times I brought up Bill with this coworker of mine, it's not like ripping on the dude. He's not like sitting here talking about like washed bill. He was like, Oh, did you hear like that one interview? Or, you know, did you, what did you think about that one take? You know, give my opinion, but yeah, there doesn't, for people not on Reddit, I don't know if there's this whole consensus that this, he completely sucks now. Yeah, Bob, I'm picturing you at work. <laughs> you're talking to your coworker. You're like, man, I fucking hate listening to that recent Phil Simmons episode. That guy sucks. But I really wanted to comment about it online, so I listened. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was like yeah. a psychopath. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I can't think of anything more embarrassing than like someone finding out that like I'm on Reddit posting all the time. <laughs> You know, if like if someone in real life like found out, like I'd be like, oh god. Yeah, I do because because there's some subreddits I don't post on, but like for my work, looking at like you guys know, I look at like media companies, for example. So sometimes there's interesting subreddits that give you very good information, but 
Mm-hmm. Oh, at, at my work, the coworkers all be like, yeah, like I, I like using Reddit because it has very good information, but mm-hmm. like, I would never say, oh, yeah, like I'm on the sub, the sim and subreddit all the time. No. Like, that I'm just like, yeah, Reddit. Yep. Yeah, great, great place to get info from. Yeah, exactly. A lot of good, a lot of good health pages. Like you learn a lot, you know, about <laughs> history stuff. A lot of good history Reddits. And- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's when I know this pod will have made it is when I get, it's, it's, it's when I get a text from like, either a buddy I haven't spoke like somebody I grew up with I haven't spoken to in years text me and he'll be like yo are you doing the Arbil Simmons podcast <laughs> wait someone asked you no I'm saying that's how oh. I know it's been that's how I know the pods made it or like somebody from work being like wait a second this I, I'm pretty sure this is you right <laughs> yeah right well like I said I saw uh, this guy that I've met like twice in my life I saw was following your uh, podcast on Twitter. It might've even like interacted with you a few times. I was like, Holy shit. (laughs) You're close then. Yeah. So he might even, he might listen to this pod. It's possible. Yeah. Like I didn't, I I haven't seen, he was like a friend of a friend, you know, like I haven't seen him in like 10 years, but yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, And then did you guys, what did you pop? I think you were in this one, the, the David Stern post about missing him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually, I I had a comment in there that got a lot of upvotes. Yeah. So what was the comment? I just said that I think most of this is uh, we just miss uh, Stern's um, like kind of like WWE, like heel, like charisma more than anything else. So that if he was the commissioner today, like the NBA, we having the same exact issues. That I think we over, I think we overrate Stern because he was such a character. Like he was such a charismatic, like wrestling type heel. And I think a lot of people's complaints about Silver are really mostly a product of just the natural evolution of our society, exactly. kind of going back to everything we've already been talking about so far today. Yeah. So. Yeah, like they're like still like so much of the NBA is a proxy war. Like all the discussion around it, it's crazy how they've become the lightning rod for like what's wrong with and maybe and maybe there's some truth to that but it just it feels like a lot of times when we're talking about the problems with the players and the Adam Silver we're not really talking about the NBA and Adam Silver. Yeah. Well let's let's stay in that theme. I like that theme because there's a couple things that have been happening lately which are which are interesting. JJ Reddick comes out hot on first take the first time he's been there all season. And basically criticizes the NBA media, even though he's part of it. So that was interesting. So that's like one meta thing happening. And then the other thing that I find so interesting is Doc Rivers is going on a media tour, basically already making excuses for himself as so crazy. And so it's like like these are things that I'm. I don't know if I see these things with other sports. And somebody um, Richard that I've had in the pod a couple times had a great tweet about this that. Basically, every week, it seems like all the NBA media members need to fix the NBA. So maybe the the NBA media industrial complex is going a little bit off the rails here. Yeah. <laughs> what is yeah, the deal with, with this doc stuff anyways? How can a coach be – I don't know. That's – <laughs> why why is he going on podcasts right now? This, right. this is, seems idiotic. He's yeah. old and crazy, I think. I think he's losing his mind. I think it's super entertaining. I loved him on Bill's pause. I thought he was great. But 
Yeah, he just does not give a shit. Like, I, I, I commented somewhere in the sub saying how he's acting like George Carl, except he's actually still in the NBA. <laughs> so good, like he's, yeah. the, he's the head coach. <laughs> like, George Carl didn't start burning every single bridge until he was out of the league, essentially. Yeah, it's sh- it's shocking. And it was it was mildly it was very amusing. I was going to say mildly shocking, but it was a, it was amusing when Doc was on Bill's pod because what? He was on every 3 weeks and basically every episode it, it progressive the the revisionist history from him mm-hmm. progressively got more intense to where there's now like and I memed a couple of them, but I don't know if you guys have seen those memes on Twitter where, you know, hey, Doc yeah, yeah. Uh, warned, you know, I'm, I can't think of one right now, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Basically, mm-hmm. that Doc Rivers has called everything in the past. I made the joke that the Doc yeah, I saw that. was the one to tell Bill to start podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I mean, Tribe, are you? I know you don't follow a lot of the NBA stuff, but are you aware that he was consulting the Bucks all season? Which lines up with him every single podcast telling Bill, yeah, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought was just a fun response to Bill because Bill was on the extreme other end, but he was consulting with them at the time. It is that's crazy. Like some, that's like some Game of Thrones stuff, man. Like, <laughs> I'm consulting this team, and then they fire their coach midway through the season, and, oh, look who's the coach now. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> he's, he's out of control. You know what? It's going to be hilarious if they win it all this year, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Which I really think, I mean, that very well is within the realm of possibility. Sure. I mean, I, I still think they'd be – I mean, that was my hot take that they'd be better off with Drew than Dame. I still, like, believe that kind of. I, I still – I agree with you on that one still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of bearing out a little bit. Yeah. I, I think – I 100% agree with you. I think they would be better with Drew than with Damian. But that yeah. being said, I, I think they could still definitely win it all with Damian. Absolutely. They yeah. they totally can. Yeah. Well, how do, you, how do you guys think that Bill will deal with on his pod? Let, let's say the Bucks lose in the second round or something. Are we going to get some honesty from Bill? Or is he just going to basically make excuses for Doc and or avoid it and not talk much about it? He'll, he'll couch it. I think I love Doc. He was great on the podcast. But, you know, da 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 da. I th- I, he knows how to do it. I think I think that's how he'll approach it. Depends on whether or not they lose to the Celtics in the second round. Ah, that is true. Oh, and if it gets like really heated and nasty with the Celtics. Yeah. I, although, I mean, he's, I mean, I'm a Warrior fan. He still loves the Warriors, even though the Warriors like embarrass them in the finals. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess he can kind of KD it a little bit, which is, you know, he still likes him, but he's and he's biased towards him, but it's not, uh, you know, as intense as it used to be. Um, okay, and then Bob Weir, you brought up uh, someone you wanted to talk about in the sub. So, Tribe, Pop, yes, there is white smoke right now coming out of our Bill Simmons. Uh, <laughs> the evolutionary knife guy has been discovered. <laughs> he's wow. right before our eyes. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Professor John Stinkdog has been spitting fire in the subreddit for a solid year now. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I, this is the first I've noticed of him. He so he had that one post. Man, the one that really cracked me up is you know that famous painting. I think it's called yes. Nighthawks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, it's like adapted to have Rosillo at the cafe. Yeah. Um, all of his memes that he posts, there's like another one. Where it's it's like Kyle's in there too. It's what? That's Kyle there too, behind the bar, isn't it? Looks like it, yeah. Sorry, I got a train behind me. Um, but uh, so it, his posts are just, they have all these insanely detailed pictures that are just chock full of all these different references from little anecdotes and jokes from either Bill's pod or life advice or something um, like that one with the Nighthawks. I don't know if you guys can look in the corner, but there's a, yeah. there's that smoking like newspaper uh, uh, container. Oh, I didn't even notice that the first time. So that was Russillo on life advice, like months ago, talked about how him and like his buddies used to do, uh, what did they call them? Fuck. Oh, and there's Maltese? Kyle's Josh Gordon Jersey. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. so well, there was like he called them melties, but basically, was the way Rosillo described it is you if you go to one of those like plastic newspaper containers and you light the newspapers inside of it on fire, that'll create a fire inside of there which melts the plastic, but then the plastic supposedly, you know, as it's melting, puts the fire out. So that's serial, that's serial killer shit, <laughs> but apparently, I guess Rosillo and his buddies used to do it like. Martha's Vineyard or something. Wait, who's oh, the redhead? God. Who's the redhead of the picture? Oh, I'm not looking at it right now. Um, oh. Let me see. Yeah, I don't know either. Yes, and so for everybody who's like, what the hell is going on here? It's user, it's Prof John Stinkdog. So that's the guy, um, U slash P-R-O-F John with an H, Stinkdog. Go to his posts. And yeah, these these are incredible. I, I think we've even talked about it on the pod before. Come home to Rosillo Land is another classic <laughs> yeah. one. Um, yeah, that one was great. It's like the it has like the Rosillo's face with like the map or like the maze inside of it or something, right? Or it's a layout of a house inside of his face. Like, um, oh, the other one map in his face exactly. Yeah. There's another one with like aluminum foil. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, but that was a while back, like on one of the life advices they were talking about their, each of their like random skills that they have. And I guess Kyle is like a savant at always getting exactly as much aluminum foil as he needs. <laughs> so, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I think that's like that whole post is just a reference to that. Oh man. Everyone, I, I, we only get one like every three or four months, but when he posts, Every little detail of those posts is hilarious. So. He, he has a he has low at bats, but an extremely high batting average and slugging percentage. Yes. So, Professor He's John like, Stinkdog, if you're listening to this, um, you you have my awe and honor. I'm, uh, let's invite him on the pod right now. I th I think uh, this guy. I'm I'm reaching out. Come come by. Either come on another three man weave for a guest appearance, or just come on the pod and let's let's do it because. We're loving your work, man. Yeah. Agreed. Love it. All right. So a couple minutes left here. Let's let's do um I also wanted to hit on are you guys seeing this uh fanatics situation? Yeah, you had someone on the pod talking about it, what, like maybe in December or something? Yeah, so the reason I bring it up is because Michael Rubin, I, I would say, is somebody that is Ill, in Bill Simmons' orbit, let's call it. He's been on the pod a number of times. Very low approval rating. People hate this guy. Um, and maybe it turns out the hate was uh, accurate because 
apparently these new uniforms they designed are see-through. Are you guys seeing this? Yes. I saw that, yeah. You can see guys' balls. <laughs> Will Bill Simmons be addressing this? Because he should be, but Michael Rubin, I mean, he Bill might want that uh, that invite to the white party next year. So there were some people in that thread that were saying it's really actually Nike's fault. Um, what, do, what do you all think about that? I don't really know much about clothes, period, let alone fanatics. Oh, I don't know either. Yeah. yeah I, just anecdotally, I ordered one thing from fanatics once, and it was super janky and not at all what was advertised. Really? Yes. Interesting. That does seem to be a common issue. Was it some Warriors gear? No, it was 49ers. Uh, your new Brandon Ayuk jersey? Yeah, exactly. No, it was just, it was supposed to be a sweatshirt, but it was like basically a t shirt with a hood. And the. Um... Pop, are you like logging out of your work or something? I had to like run downstairs and get my extension cord because my I was about to run out of the juice. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it in the pod. It's a good character for the pod. Yeah, but the like, for example, like the sweatshirt or whatever it is, like the you know, like the little I think they're called aglets, little thing that are on the ends of the drawstrings. Oh yeah, I know what you're they're like about. two different types of material. Like one's like brass and one's plastic. Oh, glass. Like, yeah, it's just an example of like how like it's pretty janky. Like this guy or this company, because I've heard other people say the same thing, and that's my one experience. So. Well, How Bill is... has I mean, Bill's been having him on like every six months, I feel like. So if Bill has him back on, man, we we demand answers here. How is this guy able to get yeah. away with this? Like, it seems like it's well known at this point that the product sucked. Or, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I don't know much about the situation, but that seems to be what I do know is that pe people don't like their products. What? How is he staying in business? How is he still making deals? That's what I don't understand because it seems like this is like my experience is what a lot of people's experience is. I think he just has long. I think he it's the combination of he signed long term deals with the sports teams and leagues, and in exchange, they got equity in his company. So they almost don't really even care how the quality is because they're benefiting financially from it. So for some reason there was no quality. There, there must not have been a quality. Uh, I'm looking for the right word for clause in the contract or something because cl clearly they're fucking up big time. If from from everything I'm reading online is correct. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing if you actually see the uniforms. Yeah, I mean th this is like Bill Simmons is like VP of common sense. Like this is one of those things where you show if Bill had that position, you show him the uniforms and he goes, "Look, you can't." You can't go out with those. Those are wrong. They're see-through. Get back in the lab and make them better. And just no. Yes. I guess nobody told Fanatics or Manfred or whoever that these aren't good uniforms. So the most recent one was the someone sharing the Seattle Mariners jersey, if I remember correctly. Well, there was another big one, too. Like, I mean, I've seen, um, probably because I'm a Giants fan, but I've seen some of the Giants players see-through pants. Oh, so it's okay. It's not just the Mariners that have the see-through pants. No. No, because yeah, everybody's like doing. Everybody's showing their spring training photos and things, and everybody has the see-through pants. So, yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of taken off. All right, let's do. Um, do we need to do any final topics before I have one more question? 
Um, no, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think we covered it. Okay. Briefly before we go, thoughts on McAfee versus Simmons. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I don't. I tried watching like five minutes of McAfee and it was like ridiculous. Like I was like, what is this? Who is this for? But yeah, I love when Bill gets petty and spicy. Like it gets whatever the, whatever the biggest new thing is. I love it. To me, it felt like that almost like a high school situation where one person or actually Bill was the one kind of making fun of McAfee. And then he comes back and I didn't feel like McAfee's comeback was particularly clever. He made fun of like Bill for not being a good gambler. And yeah. not that Bill's, you know, making fun of Pat was necessarily that clever, but it, I mean, it was a pretty it was good impression. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, that's what it felt like to me. He's like, yeah, Pat got made fun of. And then he was like, oh, well, Bill can't gamble. Everyone, you're losing everyone money. <laughs> Look at you. And it's like, okay. Yeah. That's every gambler. Yeah. I don't think anyone who really listened to Bill with any sort of, you know, critical ear is like, oh, yep, definitely going to go put all my money on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, well, he said, like, <laughs> McAfee says that, but guess what? That's making a ton of money for FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, but Bob, I took it as the reason that McAfee cited those stats was that he was basically bragging, look, I'm 75 times more popular than Bill is these days. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, So maybe. that's why I thought it was effective because Pat's just saying – yeah, so I guess the, the reason that it, it might not be effective is if, if we think that there's a much higher percentage of McAfee's listeners who are betting him, which I guess I don't really know. I don't, I don't know if there would be a way of knowing it, but I just took it as, yeah, there's a lot more people that are following McAfee than are following Bill. But I don't think Bill was trying to say that McAfee is not popular, right? He's just saying that, you know, he's got a very specific vibe to him. And Pat McAfee comes back and is like, well, I'm really, really popular. It's like, okay, that's no one's saying you're not. Like, but in essence, Bill is criticizing the way he does his show because yeah. he, he does his show better. That's true. Yeah, if you, I guess I can see what you're saying. If, if Bill is like making fun of his general demeanor and Pat's like, okay, you can make fun of it, but it clearly it works. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, well, then the other thing I was thinking too is that so like Bill, you know, bro, 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 all that stuff. But <laughs> Isn't Bill the ultimate sports bro from back in the day that he he calls up his bros on the phone <laughs> to talk sports? He calls uh, up his bro Adam Carolla to talk women. I mean, so wasn't yeah. he, like oh Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel are on the pod. They did the man show. So like Bill used to be broish on the pod. <laughs> it's I I don't know, but I think part of Bill's charm is that he's a dork masquerading as a sports bro. Okay, that's think, fair. That's true. I but, think that's the okay. big difference. Like Bill's a nerd. He's a sport, more of a sports nerd than sports bro. And all this friend like are sports nerds too. Like they're not that cool. <laughs> but I think that's kind of a little bit of McAfee's thing too. Is he was he's a little bit of a kind of a sports nerd that just happened to play in the NFL. Like his whole thing about like I don't know if you saw that video from a couple years ago. You know where he's doing his whole intro masking before he does the wrestling thing. I mean, as cool as it was and probably a great experience for him. And I'm sure it was awesome for people who like wrestling. It was also pretty nerdy. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I think I see what you're saying, but I do think that part of maybe what Bill's, uh, tension with McAfee comes from the place that he's McAfee's just like a slightly 
better version of what a, a lot of what he offers. But to your point, probably mm-hmm. not everything he offers, right? He doesn't fill all of the same lanes as Bill, but just some of the same lanes. Yeah, I, the the Pat McAfee show I watched, he had like 15 people sitting there on the side and like <laughs> he was just like stalking around his wife beater and I don't know. It was like, what is happening here? <laughs> the, jokes like never get, the jokes that never get old to me are all the ones that make fun of like AJ Hawk on that show. Like I, oh my God. <laughs> every, every joke that anyone has ever made about AJ Hawk on that show is hilarious. He's just always sitting there with that same like waxy look on his face. Were you the one who posted the picture pop up? Like it was like a grouper or something like that. No, no, it wasn't me. Hey, oh, hey, guys, man. I'm sorry, but I got I got to get going. All right, all right, word, man. Um, right. You guys keep going. Good job by you. Adios, five minutes. Bye, guys. All right, peace. Okay, so he he did drop off. Okay, so you, you could potentially stay on stay on a bit more. Um, all right, so let's hear it for Pop. Another great performance by him. Another great performance by Pop. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, so do you kind of feel the same way, though, about the McAfee Bill thing, that they occupy some of the same lanes or no? Yeah, I, th- I think Pat in many ways is actually the evolutionary page two slash Grantland Bill. Because I don't, I don't think there's one necessarily, but I think you've got Portnoy kind of embodies it a bit, Big Cat and PFT doing part of my take embody it a bit, um, and Pat embodies it a bit. I think all those guys embody it more than Bill himself does in 2024. But I, so I think where Bill is maybe jealous of Pat is that Pat's kind of doing his thing, maybe even more successfully than Bill ever did at ESPN. And so that frustrates Bill because he looks back at his time there and goes, man, like Pat's doing it better than me. Again, now, listeners out there, you know, I, I, this is parasocial maxing to, you know, I'm, I'm putting myself in Bill Simmons' brain right here for sure. So I'm, in, I'm admitting that I'm doing this. But that that's my take on it is that there's a little bit of, man, like Pat called out Norby Williamson, which is a guy that pissed me off when I was there. And I never did that. And he didn't get suspended for it. So I think that's kind of where the uh, where Bill is a little bit annoyed by him. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, your Norby point definitely resonates there. I, I think it, you talked about it two pods ago with someone, if I remember correctly. Kind of that Bill was probably jealous of that aspect. Um, I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And Bill climbed the the mountaintops at ESPN. I mean, he Bill is one of the most successful people ever there. So I, I think he he can look back at his career with uh with a ton of positivity but he's not there now and you know i find it funny too that you know so pat is on tv but even even like wilds is still on is doing first things first is a take guy jacoby is on i think like craig carton's morning show on tv simulcast so bill has this amazing corner in podcasting yes we all know that but you know, he uh, he's not as influential as he once was. And I think for someone who used to be more influential, maybe that weighs on you a bit. Yeah. And not only not only that, but it seems like McAfee had to expend less effort to get to that level of influence. You know, mm, excellent point. You know, he's throwing he's not he's throwing on a wife beater and using his, you know, history as an NFL player. And he's able to call upon that. And boom, all of a sudden you've got this massive following. Um 
I obviously am being extremely reductive there. I understand he does a lot more than just put on a wife beater for any McAfee fans out there. And, you know, I'm sure that his content does appeal to a lot of different people. Um, I'm sure that high energy is what really captivates some people when they want to, you know, hear about the sports stories of the day. So that's, I'm not trying to, you know, crap on McAfee fans, but I don't know. It's, I do think that I can see the reasons why Bill would be frustrated. And I, yeah, more or less. Yeah. I think that's a great point. It's, it's not only that. Yeah. I think, I think you've hit it. It's Bill doesn't approve of Pat's content and how he's gone about it. And he also doesn't like how quickly he's risen when Bill Simmons, let's think back to what he did in his career, slummed it, according to him at least, in Boston, doing lowly grunt work at the Boston Herald or wherever he was, then bartended, mm-hmm. um, wrote, grinded his ass off in the late 90s, barely scraping by, according to him, and then grinds it at ESPN as a writer for five pretty intense years before getting the pod and any given Wednesday, which I guess would be the equivalent maybe of Pat having his daily show on ESPN. That was only 2016. That was 20 years after Bill wrote. So yeah. So like I, as I'm, I can kind of see Bill's perspective because he's like, Pat is younger. He he's kind of hipper hipper right now. And he did it way faster than me. And he's more popular than me right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it fun of that guy. Why not? And so maybe maybe that's kind of what we're seeing here. And then to top it all off, I can't believe this, well, maybe Pop mentioned it earlier, but you know, it the biggest connection that McAfee has in sports right now is to one of Bill's least favorite athletes ever. So you know, Bill hates Aaron Rodgers, and that's that is <laughs> McAfee's guy. So the fact that he's using him to help elevate his fame too probably also rubs Bill a little bit of the wrong way for reasons that are probably not completely rational, but you know, that's okay. It's okay that we have so many rational beliefs in our life. Not everything we do in this world has to be totally rational. That's true. And I think that big making and fun of him because Bill was making fun of him the whole season, but the bro making fun of him, I think that immediately came after the Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel dust up. Yes. So that even lends more credence to that point, which is, yeah, every, everything's kind of fueling to the fueling to the boiling point. And then once the Kimmel Rodgers thing happens, then Bill blasts McAfee with the bro impression. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Um, all right, man, dude, I think, I think we hit pretty much everything unless, uh, unless anything else was sticking out to you in terms of, uh, what we need to cover here. No, I don't think so. Um, this was fun. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, always man. Not no. And as I, as I tell the listeners, these, these guys are OGs because listeners out there, they're, they're like, you know, another thing with the barstool, um, guys, they're like a, a, a podcast about a subreddit. What the hell? And I think people – so for everyone still listening, the the point of the name of the pod is that it started with with discussing with people in the sub. I've chatted with you guys in the sub, recognized the usernames, had discussions, and then we bring that into an audio format, a higher level of communication than just talking to a rando with uh, words on a screen. 
So that's that's really what I'm trying to do with this pod, which I am doing. But people are still getting confused about the title of this. So this is the explanation. This is how the pod got its name is guys like Bob Weir and Pop and Jay talking with them in the subreddit first. Yeah. And you know what? I think we we talked a good bit about the sub today, too. So I think we hopefully they feel nice and loved by us. Um, I did want to say one other thing. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Tommy Donnie, um, our fantasy football league champion this year. Um, I, th- I think some of our listeners probably know this, but Tribe and I are in pop as well are in an off campus fantasy football league. Um, and you, you might have won the league last year, but uh, <laughs> Tommy possible. Donnie was this yeah. year's champ. And I want to say that right after the draft, I, I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back a little bit. Say that right after the draft, I think I did call out and say I felt like Tommy Donnie had the best draft, and then he won it all. So, does that is that worth anything at all? Absolutely not. But I'm still <laughs> going to pat myself on the back about it. No, I th- I think it definitely is. And yeah, for for anyone listening who uh, is interested, send uh, send me a DM if you want to play next year because we'll we'll probably you might have you might have some spots. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we got, we got a good group, but yeah, it it feels when you have a fantasy league of internet strangers it seems almost inevitable that we'll lose at least someone (laughs) yeah yeah exactly no yeah congrats tommy donnie who i need to have back in the pod for sure and uh not for just because he not just for the league because he is good content but also he can take the victory lap but i was everybody was getting scared because the the first time the first season of the league what did i do i was like oh and four i think Something like and that. then I ended up winning the league. I th- I must have won like nine out of my last ten, right? Something crazy like that. Yeah. And then this year, didn't I all I start? I think I started one and four, one and five this year. Yeah. And then it was almost deja vu all over again because I made the playoffs, won my first round, and man, I fuck, I lost the semifinals by like three points, and then I had a great final week. So. That was um that was a tough one. I I almost made it back to back the first two years. I think you I think you led the regular season in most in total points. Um, I did. Yeah, I think I'm two for two with that. So at least that's good. I remember you lost. Whenever you lost in the second round, it was a close game, right? It was like a super close game. You said the three was, points. Yeah. yeah, I think I like must have read the score wrong when I first looked at it on my phone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, tribe's doing it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I turned out that I had uh, forgot how decimals work, or something like that, or <laughs> rounded up incorrectly. I can't remember. But uh, yeah. Well, so how how do you feel about that? Because I this happened to me in in uh, multiple leagues this year. I had great teams, and I had so CD Lamb was a guy that I w- I was in on. CD and Travis Etienne this year, and mm-hmm. so in multiple leagues I had both those guys. So obviously had a great uh, season with those guys, and I didn't win the semifinals in either of of those because those guys didn't do as well that week. But then both of them I think went off the final week. I think Nico Collins was in there too. So would you rather get third place and lose by a, a little bit? in like basically w- would you rather have an amazing final week but you so you would have won the championship if you won the previous week or not or just you know have have a shit championship week and y- even if you had been made the finals you would have lost 
So basically, would you rather finish third or fourth if there was no money on the table? Uh, I mean, I guess when you put it, when you put the no money on the table part, I guess I would say fourth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like a psychological feeling, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, Oh, now I'm scrutinizing what I did in the semifinals. Like I, I, I fucked up because I picked up, um, I, if I had started, well, and actually, so here's, what's funny about this. I, Still don't know this for a fact because I'm not – I won't do the math because I don't want to think about it. But I think if I had started Derek Carr instead of the other QB that I picked up in a different league, I would have won the semifinal and then easily won the final. But I don't even want to look back at it because then I'll be annoyed at myself for picking the wrong guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that's the worst part about fantasy is just how it makes you second-guess yourself. And then – I don't know about you, but then it starts making me second guess things like outside of fantasy. You know, I, I couldn't even pick a damn quarterback this week. How can I, you know, pick the correct stock or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we never want that. We never want that. But yeah, no, it, it does. It does make you like, man. And it's like you put in, you put in the effort during the season, and then the season comes down to one tiny decision that really is a coin flip, right? Like if I'm picking up a QB off the waiver wire because my guy, I had Justin Herbert, he got injured. I mean, it really is a coin flip because, I mean, you could do all the best analysis in the world and the guy that has a 52% chance of, of being the best instead of another guy that's 48, the, the guy could, could not do as well. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Eh, I mean, it's I would much prefer what happened to you than what happened to me, though, where you make it to the playoffs and you have a, a I think I finished second in the league, or maybe third in most points. Um, and then in the first round of the playoffs, I don't think I had – I had like two wide receivers that were healthy, maybe Ooh. one running back. <laughs> it was – I just got slammed with injuries all in one week. Keenan Allen, thank you for a great four-fifths of the season, but you, know, you did not help me down the final stretch. <laughs> yeah, Keenan was tough. And then whoever had CMC this year, I just feel bad for them because – it. You took CMC. You, you took a risk. He wasn't healthy for the last couple of years, but when he is healthy and with Shanahan, he's amazing. You you took a risk. It was well worth it. You crushed it, and then he just totally shit the bed in the play in the fantasy playoffs. That that's yeah. not your fault. Like when that happens, I go, you know what? That's that's just bad luck, and that that team deserved to win. Yeah, that's and that's fantasy. You know, I have we love to. All of us who play fantasy love to bitch and complain whenever, you know, we're on the, the losing side of those matchups. But we we never really like to acknowledge the times that we've won whenever the, our opponent was the one who had the injuries or the made the bad decision at quarterback or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess to close out the pod here, I kind of am doing I – ha- I have to have some self-awareness. I just did on the podcast what I complain about Bill Simmons doing, which is bitching about fantasy. So – I can – Tribe is admitting here that uh, I just did a little bit of what Bill Simmons does. But, hey, th- this was the end of the podcast. People could stop listening before that. And um, it wasn't – Bill does it for 40 minutes before he guesses the lines. Oh, you <laughs> didn't want to keep different. talking about this for another 30 minutes right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, this was fun. I, I, we, I needed to get you guys back because the last one was late October. So it's been – and the, la- the last one 
the pod was getting 400 listens a show. Now it's getting a thousand listens a show. So, heck yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, maybe sometime, you know, in early or late spring, Pop and I can come back on and, you know, do an analysis of the Rosillo Bill shows. Um, you know, maybe heading into the NBA playoffs or something. That'd be fun. Yes, I think I think that's perfect timing, and that is that's red meat for the sub. I mean, people. I mean, this this I the sub cannot wait for these Rosillo pods. They were in shock and denial, and they were angry this week that there was no Rosillo pod. So I I think it's going to come this Sunday, and, it, and it's going to rock their world. It's going to be tons of comments. Everybody's going to be on the sub on Monday. So um. Hey, in the meantime, though, the RBS pod, three podcasts this week, giving the listeners what they want here. And um, yeah, man, so appreciate Pop, appreciate you if you listen back to this. And Bob, uh, appreciate you taking the time out uh, and coming on the show. Right on. Have a good one, Tribe. All right. Cheers, everybody. And uh, we'll see you soon.